Greetings and welcome to an Odyssey Torah. If you would be so kind as to follow if you're listening and to subscribe if you're watching, like and comment with either, and please share this video or podcast as I'm your grateful host, Dan Riley. In a previous podcast, I talked about the inherent and substantial advantage of those brimming with self-confidence have as public speakers. In all dimensions of life, self-confidence confers to varying degrees expertise, competence, and authority. Audiences, right, wrong, or indifferent, equate confidence with competence. So to be sure, in overall, confidence goes a long way with an audience. But not far enough. I'm talking here about self-confidence specific to public speaking which paradoxically come from other factors than the fundamental skills of public speaking alone. Audiences are often enthralled when listening to world-class athletes speak. Typically, they are mediocre speakers at best. When a successful CEO talks, people listen. He has position power, but often lacks, but not always, a much more important power, personal power. People listen to Bill Gates. He's a billionaire after all. But I submit to you, if he were the groundskeeper at Sarasota Racetrack, he wouldn't have many listeners at all. I use that comparison for a reason. I know a groundskeeper for a racetrack. Whenever he speaks, everyone listens with rapt attention. Today I'm going to talk about some methods people can use to gain pure self-confidence as a speaker. Not the, reflective, not the reflective confidence that comes from being a pro athlete, a CEO, or a billionaire. I'm talking about a personal power that is derivative of nothing other than our own being. These ideas go deeper than what a Google search would yield. The top five tips for self-confidence as a public speaker. Seven strategies for becoming a confident speaker. Ten ways to build confidence as a speaker. In these top searches, you'll read of the importance of a positive attitude, to be authentic, know your topic inside and out, focus on the audience, and practice, 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 and many other platitudes that are important to be sure, but they're superficial compared with the core characteristics needed for becoming an authentic and confident communicator. After having studied this subject for a long, long time, and from being on the front lines both as a speaker and a listener for decades, my experience on how to become a speaker beaming with confidence may well be outside the mainstream. But here it is anyway. First, speak on topics for which you have strong convictions and passions. Centuries ago, Putin Jelly wrote, When you are inspired by some great purpose some extraordinary project, and all your thoughts break their bonds, your mind transcends limitations. Your consciousness expands in every direction, and you find yourself in a new, great, and wonderful world. Dormant forces, faculties, and talents become alive, and you discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you ever dreamed yourself to be. What Putin Jelly is describing here is the secret sauce that all great orders possess, and it's only available to those who speak from the core of their being. Oh, this doesn't mean you can't give a great speech on the saturation of Starbucks in your marketplace because coffee is not your passion. No, of course you can. But the foundation of your confidence will come from routinely speaking from your core. 
topics that are meaningful to you. And if you happen to find yourself in a business environment which requires speaking on subjects for which you have little or no passion, discover some aspect of that topic in which you do have some core convictions or passion and infuse that into your speech. It is from that place deep inside you that lasting self-confidence emanates. Number two, pursue some program of personal development. It doesn't have to be formal. It could be just reading a book a month or listening to a podcast in your area of interest or learning a new language. But by pursuing development of a highly personal nature that adds to your growth outside the prescriptions of an employer or an educational institution, you are feeding your soul a diet designed specifically by you and uniquely for you. This, in turn, strengthens your passions and convictions, which feed right back in to building an irresistible self-confidence. I worked with a young woman years ago that wanted to advance into the management ranks of the retailer we both worked for, but she wasn't testing well enough by their standards to get promoted. A bit frustrated, she went out and bought a book by Robin Sharma titled The Leader Who Had No Title. I believe that's how she saw herself. After reading that book, she read everything Sharma wrote and books he recommended and eventually attended several of his seminars, along with various other people's seminars. She had begun a journey of self-discovery and self-development in which she was the creator of her own curriculum. Popular corporate authors like Maxwell, Bennis, Sinek, and Covey just didn't resonate with her. After a few short years, she was promoted into management and now in middle management has developed a very unique speaking style and is regarded among her peers as one of the best public speakers in the company. It's her voice she found, not just another adaptation of a corporate template. Number three, expand your vocabulary. I don't mean in the conventional sense. I'm not talking here about those programs where you learn a new word a day or a week and then incorporate that word or those words into your daily speech. I'm talking about expanding your vocabulary in two very specific ways. The first, by using concrete words. Words when people hear them can conjure up in their minds the physical reality we live in. With the corporate and entrepreneurial worlds, there is a tendency to use industry jargon, corporate speak, and the trending buzzwords, which for the most part are words with Latin roots and are mostly abstractions or generalities. Words and phrases such as institution, capital markets, justice, educational community, and transpersonal oriented. In the listeners' minds, those words and phrases create a blank screen. Compare them to these phrases, a musty hall in Detroit, a wheelbarrow full of $100 bills, a 10-year sentence in a tombstone jail, the professors gathered at Massachusetts Hall, the seminar participants walked on hot coals. With the latter phrases, the listener can picture in their minds exactly what the speaker is talking about. A second way to expand your vocabulary is by using words that engage the emotions of the listener, also known as trigger words. These words are not typically sophisticated or complex, but they are preloaded and packed with emotional resonance. Marketers do this all the time. Free, proven, mind-blowing, instant, easy, imagine, because. 
These are all trigger words. If the purpose of a speech is to inspire the audience, some trigger words to consider would be mystery, secret, wonder, horizon, garish, dazzling. If it is to persuade, incorporate words like countdown, forbidden, exclusive, limited, guaranteed. I'm sure you get the, get the idea. There is ample research available on the use of trigger words if you're looking for words that relate to specific public speaking objectives. Okay, what does expanding vocabulary have to do with gaining self-confidence as a speaker? A lot more than you may realize. By speaking with words that have high resonance, you gain greater rapport. More simply put, the audience and the speaker become simpatico. And there is no faster way to become a confident public speaker than to be a hit with the audience. And my last idea for developing an unshakable self-confidence as a speaker is to improve your likability. I'm not suggesting here for a second that public speakers are generally unlikable. Not at all. I'm saying this is an often overlooked attribute of our best speakers. And with a little attention to the benefits of likability, one can be transformed from an average speaker to a great speaker. Likeability is a gateway to connection because as speakers, we don't typically choose our audience. We're not always preaching to the converted. People don't know what great human beings we are. Many times, audiences are meeting us for the first time. Our likability has yet to be established. Fortunately, there, are, there has been enough research done so as to know what the universal behaviors are that make us more likable. For the most part, they're common sense. Here are a few few of the basic behaviors. Smiling, politeness, presence, meaning actually listening, not thinking about what we'll say next when the other person is done talking. Enthusiasm and authenticity. With all the things going through a speaker's mind, it is easy to see how these behaviors can be taken for granted or even overlooked. There you have it, four ideas for developing unshakable confidence as a public speaker. Here they are again. Number one, speak on those topics for which you have great passion and conviction. Number two, be on your own personal development program. Number three, expand your vocabulary. And number four, improve your likability. I was in a Home Depot the other day, and as you can imagine, at this time of the year, the garden department was in its full glory, the fragrances and the resplendent colors of an exploding spring. And as always during this time of year, they were showcasing two main categories, the annuals, beautiful plants and flowers that have a one-year lifespan, and the perennials, plants and flowers that bloom and live year after year. Most of the tips and strategies offered for building self-confidence as a public speaker are pretty basic and can last a year and get one through and can get one through a speech or two, but building perennial self-confidence as a speaker is similar to finding happiness in life. It is elusive if it's pursued directly. Happiness is a derivative. It comes as a result of living a noble life. Lasting self-confidence as a speaker is a derivative of building deeper and stronger roots as a person, but will endure year after year. As for today and my part, that's all there is, except for this. Please follow and share this podcast if you are a listener. And if you're watching on YouTube, please, and I mean pretty please, subscribe, like, and share. 
This is Dan Riley taking you on an odyssey into oratory. Until next time, throw off the bow lines, sail away from that safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. We're on the move now.